Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 688. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, including the postage and handling. Got another very powerful message uh, from the Word of God to you, Word, and uh, got some music and letters. But right now, let's pray to the Lord to ask him to anoint this uh, program. Anoint me, Father. Anoint me and everyone uh, in the church. Uh, give me the words to tell the brothers and sisters and also uh, those that are in radio land that are not yet uh, saved, those that have not yet accepted you as their personal Savior, open the windows of heaven and open their hearts, their minds, their spirits to receive this which you have prepared for us from before the foundation of the world. Lord, we're living in the last days and you're beginning sorrows on earth because so few people, hardly any, are keeping your words, and you're going to continue doing it. Uh, it is written, this is the way it is, and that's just the way that people have to abide. The government is imposing all sorts of evil on the world. They've been doing it for many years, and Lord, a lot of people have received what the world cult has instructed the world government and the media to say and do. And therefore, people are doing it, and therefore you have to uh, show them that you disapprove of the things that they're doing. Lord, let it sink into the skulls, into the spirits, into the souls of everyone listening. And let the church be aware. You've stated in your word that there would be a great falling away in the last days from the church. And that uh, Satan would sit down in God's temple. Well, the Bible plainly states that we are God's temple. And so many people have fallen away. They've allowed Satan to enter into God's temple. And uh, therefore, you've left them. Uh, your spirit is lifted from them. And they're now preaching that the government is God, the world government and the led by the Antichrist. It's the Antichrist cult, government and media. They couldn't really get along unless or to succeed as far as they have if it wasn't for the media. This is a war of words, Father. Uh, it's Satan's word against your word. And your word is coming to pass with all the plagues that are you're afflicting the world with right now. Therefore, we ask that people repent or perish. This is your; These are your words. Repent or perish. Father, we ask that the church come back. If they don't, that's their fault. They've heard. They, uh, if they don't know their word, it's only because they haven't read it. And if they don't believe my words, it's only because they haven't read the word to see that what I'm preaching is the absolute truth. Therefore, Father God, anoint this service, destroy, rebuke Satan, and Lord, help us in every way there is. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, and everyone says, Amen. Amen. All right, here's Elvis to sing A Thing Called Love. Six foot six. 
legs stood on the ground, weighed 235 pounds, but I saw that giant of a man brought down, he by love. Look you in the eye and never back up But I saw him crying like a little whip Because of love Can't see it with your eyes Hold it in your hand Like the world it covers our land Strong enough to rule the heart of any man Just think of love He can lift you up He can put you down Take your world and turn it on Ever since time, nothing's ever been found Stronger than love So men like me, they worry and doubt Trouble their minds day in and day out Too busy with the living to worry about I think of As she holds the young close to her breast I think by God this world was blessed I think all love Can't see it with your eyes Hold it in your hands Like the wind it covers our land Strong enough to rule the heart of any man Just think all love They can lift you up They can put you down Since time, nothing's ever been found Stronger than love Elvis, a very good friend of mine A tither to our church And uh, I thank and praise the Lord For my association with him I'm very sad that he went astray in the end, but hopefully and prayerfully, and I, I don't point to pray anymore, but hopefully he got a hold of the Lord before he went out. The Lord gave him a great gift, and he uh, doesn't repent of it. Uh, he used it while he was here, and uh, and uh, what happens to people that takes, uh, take drugs, it happened to Elvis. Well, anyway, we're in um, uh, the book, of Second Corinthians, and we're in the first chapter. This is verse 17. When I therefore was that, this is Paul speaking. When I therefore was thus minded, when I was, th- when I was thinking this way, did I use lightness? Uh-uh. No, the word of God is not to be preached in a light way. It is powerful. It is which everything that created the heavens, the earth. Uh, The word went forth in light. Let there be light, and there was light. Um, That is the only explanation to me of how everything became uh, what it is today, as far as creation is concerned. So when I therefore was thus minded, did I use lightness? Did I say, 
well, it could have been the Big Bang, or, or it could have been, you know, we could still, um, it could be that we uh, were evolved or anything like that. Did I say anything like that? Did I use that kind of likeness with you people? Or the things that I purpose, do I purpose uh, according to the flesh like you people in the world do? No. I'm of the spirit that with one there should be, yeah, well, I believe that, or yay and yay, or maybe, maybe it's that way. Did I do any of that? But verse 18, as God is true, our word towards you was not yea and nay. Uh, for the son, or, you know, one day it's this way, next day it's that way, whatever your homosexual hand, uh, your limp wrist would do. For the son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yes, this is exactly the way it is. It's yes, not yes and no or maybe. Likeness. Verse 20. For all the promises of God in him are yes. Positive. Positively yes. And in him, amen. Unto the glory of God by us. Because we don't preach our wishy-washy gospel. Verse 21. Now he which establisheth us, he which establisheth us, who makes us stable, now he which stableth us, establisheth us with a you in Christ, and hath anointed us, is God. Not some stinking theological seminary, but it's God. Verse 22, who hath also sealed us, not the ones that say yea and day or maybe, you're not sealed, but the Lord, because we say yes, yes, the word of God positively, who has us also sealed us, we that are not wishy-washy, and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Man, we're excited about the word of God. We're excited the earnest of the spirit of God. Verse 23, moreover, I call God for a record upon my soul that to spare you came not as yet unto Corinth. I haven't come to you because you people are not Spiritually, you're carnal, and I would not come to you lightly. I'd be rebuking so many of you that you'd be uh, running from the church like a bunch of rats off of a drowning ship. 
So the Lord spared you people by not letting me come to your Corinth church right now. Uh, not for that we have dominion over your faith, but our helpers. We want to help you. I don't want to come over there and just keep rebuking you people. I want to help you. We are, but are, we are helpers of your, uh, joy. I want you to be happy. I want you to receive the word of God so that you can have joy and happiness. For by faith, in what we're saying, that the word of God is not wishy-washy, it's true, by faith you stand. You'll be able to stand until the time that the Lord takes you into heaven. Chapter 2. But I determined this with myself. I made a vow in myself that I would not come again to you in heaviness. Verse 2, for if I make you sorry, that's why I'm not coming, because it's for sure. <laughs> you people are out of order, and I would make you sorry. Who is he then that maketh me glad? That's why I'm writing you this epistle, so you can shape it up before I get there. For if I make you sad, who's going to make me glad? But the same which is made sorry by me. If I make you sorry, you're not going to make me glad. Verse 3, And I wrote this same unto you. I wrote this same thing unto you. Lest when I came, I should have sorrow from them of whom I ought to receive uh, or to, that I should rejoice. So I'm going to wait until you receive this epistle that I'm giving to you, this letter, so that when I come there, I'll rejoice instead of be sorry, because I know if you're in the same spirit that you are now, you're going to be sorry. Having confidence in you all, all of you, that my joy is the joy of you all. I want you to make me, uh, I want for you to be as joyful as I am. Because I know uh, the, the gospel that I preach is true. It's yay. Not yay, nay, or maybe. Verse 4. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart I wrote unto you with many tears. Not that ye should be uh, grieved, but that ye might know the love which I have more abundantly uh, unto you. I don't want you to be grieved, but that you might know the uh, love, the keeping of God's commandments, which I have more abundantly uh, Unto you. I love you people. I keep the commandments before you people. I tell you the truth. And it's not yay or nay. Or maybe it's yay. Yes. True. Verse 5. But if any man have caused grief. 
He uh, hath not grieved me, but in part, that I may not uh, overcharge you all, all of you. Now, verse 6. Sufficient to such a man is this punishment which was inflicted of many. Verse 7. So that contrarywise, you ought rather to forgive him. Why? And comfort him. Why? Lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with over much sorrow. What does it mean swallowed up? That Satan was swallowing up? When somebody, a lot of people, when they uh, are really grieved a lot, the devil can swallow them up. So you, we're some, not supposed to murder our brothers and sisters, but even though they have uh, done uh, things that uh, vex the people in the church, we have to forgive them. Wherefore, verse 8, I beseech you, I beg of you, that you would confirm your love toward him. Because we need every member of the body. We don't want to throw them into hell. I want you to confirm your love toward him. Verse 9, for to this end also did I write that I might know the proof of you. I want to know that you do these things because if you do that, well then, uh, you prove to me that you're a Christian. Whether you be obedient in all things. So if you do these things, I will know the proof of you that, uh, you're obedient to the Lord or not. Whether you be obedient in everything. This is yay! Yes, you must do it. Verse 10. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything, to whom I forgave it for your sakes, forgave I it in the person of Christ. Verse 11. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us and cause us to have one of the real helpers in the Lord fall away. That way Satan would have an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his, Satan's devices. Verse 12. Furthermore, when I came to uh, uh, to Troas to preach Christ's gospel and a door was opened unto me of the Lord. Verse 13 I had no rest in my spirit because I found not Titus my brother. But taking my leave of them I went from thence into Macedonia. Verse 14. 
Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest this savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Because uh, the savor is that people can tell that it's the Holy Spirit in us. I remember one time when I was on the air on Channel 4, I was doing a radio interview and uh, of a station that is a radio station that's owned by Channel 4 in Nashville. That um, some guy called up and said, well, I know he's right, but I just don't like the way he says it. Well, you don't like the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit makes me say it the way I do. And whether you like the way I say it or not, if it's true, then receive it. Even a donkey, when God was talking through him, you must obey. All right? So whether you think I'm a donkey or whatever, believe what I'm saying. Verse 15, for we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ in them that are saved. So when uh, I'm preaching the word of God, people that are really saved, I'm like a sweet savor in a person. It's like sweet to hear the reproof and the rebuke of the Lord. Uh, or whatever I'm saying to a person, uh, if you're saved. But if you're not saved, there's nothing that I say that is of any uh, sweetness to you. And in them in uh, that are saved. So, again, we say, for we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ in them that are saved and in them that perish how could we be sweet because people know that we're telling the truth but they don't want to obey because the spirit of god makes sure that people understand and it's sweet to them when they hear it but uh they they decide that they want to not to receive what the lord is saying so they perish verse 16 to the one we are the savor of death unto death, and to the other, the savor of life unto life. And who is sufficient for these things? Well, if you have life, and we're adding more life to you and more stability so that you can uh, stay saved on a one-day-at-a-time basis, but if you're dead, you haven't been put to life yet. The one that we are a savor of death. Because you know that what we're telling you the truth. And you know that you're not alive. You know you're dead. And the more you hear the word of God, the more you're going to know that you're dead. And to the others, to the saved, the savor of life unto life. And who is sufficient for these things? Well, if we're saved, we're sufficient for life unto life. And if you're lost, I mean, you just receive that you're dead. You're going to stay dead. 
Okay, verse 17. For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God. No, we're not like that. We're all yay. Yes, positive for sure. But as of uh, sincerity, but as of God in the sight of God, speak we, but not of ourselves in Christ. Christ is in us and we're in Christ and it's Christ doing the talking through us. Chapter 3. Do we begin again to command uh, ourselves or need we as some others epistles of commendation to you or letters of uh, commendation from you? Verse 2, ye are our epistle. And when you're out there preaching the gospel, people can tell that, you know, you're of us. You're one of us. Written in our hearts. Known and read of all men. They read you. They read what you're doing. They can see whether you're uh, of the Lord or not. Verse 3. For as much as ye are manifestly and declared to be the epistle of Christ, uh, ministered by us, Christ in us has ministered himself to you through us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. Verse 4. And such trust have we through Christ to Godward. Verse 5. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Verse 6, and I'm teaching you plain. Paul is teaching us plain. Uh, not, well, maybe we are uh, nay or, but yes, we are, our, we're not sufficient. Our sufficiency is of God. Verse 6, who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Verse 7, But if the ministration of death, written and engraved in stones, was glorious so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away. It was done away with. Verse 8, How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious. Verse 9. 
For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more does the ministration of righteousness exceeding glory. Verse 10. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect by reason of the glory that excelleth. So that was glorious, but it uh, has uh, no glory in the this respect by reason of the glory that excelleth. And that is the glory of the word of God, which is Christ. Verse 11, for if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. Verse 12, seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech. And what I'm saying unto you that Paul says is very plain. Verse 13, and not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. Verse 14. But their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away within Christ. So the Jewish people had a veil put over their eyes because they said, let his blood be upon us and our children. And they were uh, disobedient to the Lord. But when they received the Lord Jesus Christ, that veil, the misunderstanding of the scriptures is taken away, and now they understand. Verse 15, But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Verse 16, Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, when these people shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Verse 17, now this is, I mean, he didn't say might be taken away, maybe will be, or not be, but it will be taken away. Verse 17, now the Lord is that Holy Spirit. And where the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Uh, you never see Christians killing people because they don't believe in some religion. Uh, because we don't believe in a religion, we don't go kill people. They do that. They're murderers. Um, they don't know the scriptures. They don't believe God. They're not of the Lord. They're of the devil. Verse 18. But we all, with open face, beholding, as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. It's like looking into a mirror. Are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. 
we can look into the scriptures, into the things that even the angels desire, desire to look into. And we don't have to hide our eyes or the word is not um, hidden from us. We can look right into it. Uh, we're changed into the, because we're changed into the same image as Christ from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of the Lord. Chapter 4. Therefore, seeing we have this um, ministry to minister this glass, this mirror unto you, so that you can see, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Well, why shouldn't I give these tapes away free of charge or Bibles or literature? Uh, it's because I have received mercy from God. And I'm not going to stop uh, unless the Lord lets them stop me. But I don't believe he will. Okay, how do you like that? Now, verse 2. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking in craftiness, nor um, handling the word of God deceitfully. In other words, by saying, oh, brother, I'm a Christian. I'm a, a you know, give unto us robbing people of their money and not spending it on the Lord or the people of the Lord. Because we're not using the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Verse 3, but if our gospel be hid, if you're not preaching the gospel, if you're hiding it from people, uh, like I said to the Lord, the brothers and sisters in this church, Lord, are not teaching the baby Christians, the things that Sue and I taught them. They're hiding it from uh, these people. But if our gospel, which is my gospel, be hidden, it is hid to them that are lost. In other words, people that don't pass the gospel on to others are going to spend eternity in hell in the lake of fire. Does it make any difference if they call themselves Christians or not? They uh, they know the gospel, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And why do you think that the Lord called us into the ministry? It was for us to reveal the word of God unto them, that they are not lost, that they might be saved. Verse 4, so when I said that to the Lord, Lord, they're not teaching the people the things that we have for over 40 years taught these people. The Lord said, you teach it. You teach it. And I said, well, Lord, you've got me doing a, a piece of literature once a month. He says, you teach us. Yes, Lord. Verse 4, in whom the God of this world is hidden from the lost, in whom the God of this world, which is Satan, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. 
lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should um, shine unto them. So what, uh, the same thing as uh, God told Ezekiel. He says, now you go and tell the people what I said. You go and tell them that. Now, if you, he said, they're, they're, they're um, really uh, a wicked people. and They're not going to listen to what you say. But I don't want any man standing up here before me at the judgment bar of God and say that, I never heard, Lord. You never sent anybody. So, uh, so he said, if you tell them whether they believe or believe not, um, this is what you're supposed to do. And if you do it, then the blood of their souls is off of your hands. But if you don't do it, then you have murdered everyone that you did not deliver the gospel to. And the blood of all these souls is on your hands. That's why I send people out not to go to lunch or to breakfast or to talk or be silly or to flirt with people on the street, but I send people out onto the street with literature that God gave me to hand to people that the people in this church and every other church can tell has one thousands upon thousands, even millions of souls. And anyone that would not even distribute the literature is they're hiding it. Uh, and the image of God, they don't want that image to shine unto them. But you know something, whether people receive it or not, I still get the same uh, reward because I did it to a bunch of devils. I preached the gospel to them. And they persecuted me for it, for it and but it never stopped me. I'm uh, preaching more today than I ever have. Verse 5, for we preach not ourselves. I'm not preaching me, but Christ Jesus the Lord. And ourselves, your servants for Jesus' sake. Verse 6, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. In other words, he's commanded us to preach the light of the gospel to people that are in darkness. The whole world is in darkness. And so he called us. And who in the world will obey God? When I was in Nashville, I'm walking around the garage outside on our plantation house, which uh, the government took away. The Lord said, you're all that I have. And I said, what? And he says, you're all that I have. And I said, Lord, what a thing to say to me. I mean, this is like, in other words, it seems to me that you're saying the whole world rests on my shoulders. I said, if I'm all that you have, you don't have very much down here, Lord. So uh, for God, verse 6, who commanded the light of God to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts. He's talking about the people uh, to his heart and to Apollos and to the others to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God 
in the face of Jesus Christ. Jesus is watching, and he sees people that dally on the streets, and dilly, and dilly-dally, and people that are in the church that dilly-dally. And they don't pay any attention to young Christians so that they can be uh, the light of the glory of God may shine in the face, in them in the face of Jesus. Verse 7, but we, we apostles, have this treasure, this treasure of the word of God in earthen vessels. We are made out of clay. This is in us, and we have to discipline ourselves to do what God said for us to do. We have this treasure, the word of God, God himself, Christ in us, in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power of God may be of God and not of us. Verse 8, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Verse 9, persecuted, but not forsaken. The Lord is with us. Cast down, but not destroyed. Verse 10, always bearing about in the body of Christ the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. So some people say, well, you know, if I preach the gospel and people see me thrown in prison, or if they see me stoned, or if they see it with rocks, or shot, or put to death, or whatever, uh, what good is it going to do for them to see that? Why? What good is it? It's good that because the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our bodies. Because people saw that happen to our Lord. And those of us, uh, I have a Beatles album. I could sell it for millions. But I don't. I won't sell it. I just allow the Lord to live in me. And if he blesses me, I'm blessed. And if not, I'm still blessed. For the Lord is in me. Verse 11. For we which live are always delivered unto death. For Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest, that people can see the Lord in our mortal flesh. Because nobody that is of the devil or of the flesh would put up with this stuff. But we know that if we don't do it, woe be unto us if we preach not the gospel, Paul said. And I say it too. Verse 12, so then death worketh in us, but life works in you, worketh in you. This is verse, uh, what, 13? Yes. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I 
believed, and therefore have I spoken. I'm not going to speak the gospel if I don't believe it. I'm not going to speak anything if I don't believe it. We also believe, and therefore speak. Verse 14, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. Because we're assuming that you are going to do what I, we do, Paul and myself and the apostles. Verse 15, for all things are for your sakes. Uh, of course, if we make everything for your sake, well, then the Lord will take care of us as well. For all things are for your sakes. That the, uh, and so people that don't preach the gospel or teach the people the things that they've taught, then they're not doing anything for your sake. They're not sowing mercy to you. They're not giving you mercy. They're not, uh, rebuking or reproving you or they're not reporting people in the church to do evil to me so that I can without throwing their souls, reprove them by the Holy Spirit. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant power might, through the uh, thanksgiving of many, redound to the glory of God. Verse 16, for which cause... I'm not going to faint, I faint not, but, or we faint not, but those, but though our outward man perish, though you see us getting old and feeble, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Uh, we're not growing older, we're just growing closer to home. We're getting younger and younger inwardly because it's the spirit in us that gets younger by us doing what the Lord says. If you don't do what the Lord says, you would faint if you saw that spirit inside of you because you'd look horrible. You'd take on the spirit of Satan. And that's, yay, for sure it would. Verse 17, for our light affliction and everything that we go through in this uh, earth is our light affliction. So if somebody puts a bullet through you, so what? They're putting bullets through everybody daily anyway, and there's no consolation for them. So uh, the Apostle Paul calls all the affliction that we're going through is light, be light. For our light affliction which is but for a moment, just temporary, folks, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Verse 18, While we look not at the things which are seen, God's that's not faith if you believe in what you can see, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, temporary. 
but the things which are not seen, like heaven and hell, are eternal. Well, uh, we have letters, I believe. That, that was the end of chapter 4. So the next chapter we'll be doing will be chapter 5. Uh, who has letters? I do. Okay, Sharon, um, where's the first one from? Edo State, Nigeria. Okay, let's hear what they have to say. Your publications have really helped me and the new converts in my area. Winning souls for Christ is the most important thing in my life now. I pray that God will continue to bless you all. Evangelist Yu Ibegun from Nigeria. Thank you very much, brother, for your prayers. Uh, we, everybody, we need to pray for each other, the Bible tells us. All right, do you have another letter? Yes. From okay. Anambra State, Nigeria. Dear Pastor... Dear Pastor Tony, Calvary greetings to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Pastor Tony, I'm excited for your ministry. You are a great teacher of God's word. You have the message that other ministries don't think will help our generation, but they have been found to be liars. Your gospel materials are reaching souls everywhere, and God is taking all the glory. Man of God, continue with your God-given ministry. Nothing will stop you, for God is on your side. He will never fail you. Pastor, I'm requesting for materials that we are going to use for our forthcoming Christian conference, slated to be held on August 28th through 30th, 2008. There will be group and two-to-two evangelism during this period. The conference is to reach the lost for Christ, and we plan to use your materials for this purpose. Therefore, I'm listing down here materials that we feel will be helpful to us to reach out. Please, if possible, send audio messages, five copies each for the whole series. Please note it's advisable to send materials with mailbags to cut post office clearance fees. Please help us over this issue. In case you are not able to send the quantity required, you are free to send any amount of copies you can send. Please send materials to reach us before the conference. God bless you. In Christ, Pastor Ezekiel Mabei from Anambra State, Nigeria. Okay, mailroom, if that's possible to send them in those bags, well, then I pray that you do, in Jesus' name. And uh, praise the Lord for you brothers and sisters that are um, allowing God to dispense his word through you. Our time for this program is up. It's time to pray now. So um, those of you that want to be the house of God because the Bible says that when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ that we are the temple or the house of God and uh, he he will dwell in you and you'll have power over your flesh so if that's what you'd uh, like remember that Jesus said you must do it you must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven so say this prayer to him say to him My Lord and my God have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that God raised Jesus. You, Father, God raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. 
to the Father God, Holy Spirit, wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. So just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord and give him the glory. And Sharon, uh, tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program, number 688-688. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505. Or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Well, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying tune in tomorrow for another direct instruction on how for sure to reach heaven in Jesus' name. And here's Elvis to sing for you, Put Your Hand in the Hand. Put your hand in the hand of the man who steal the water. Put your hand in the hand of the man who called the sea. Take a look at yourself, and you can look at others differently. Putting your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. Oh, yeah. My mama taught me how to pray before I reached the age of seven. When I'm down on my knees, that's when I'm closest to heaven. Daddy lived his life with two kids and a wife, but you do what you must do. But he showed me another what it takes to get me through. Oh, yeah. Put your hand in the hand of the man who steals the water. Put your hand in the hand of the man who comes to see. Take a look at yourself. You can look at others differently. Put your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. Take a look.